0: All Ears Episode 10 with Kim Serrano. First off, if you're first time listening to the All Ears Podcast, thank you and welcome. I appreciate you. My name is Daniel Verdugo. I'm 25 years old. I'm from Whittier, California, and I'm a registered associate marriage and family therapist. And as always, if you've been listening to the All Ears Podcast, thank you. I appreciate you. All the love and the comments and the support that you guys send my way and how you're loving the episodes and learning something. It's just motivating me to just keep cranking these out and providing good content and hopefully you laugh and you learn something. That's really my goal with all of this. Um Kim Serrano is one of the one of the one of the strongest women I know in my life. One of my motherly figures. She's Destiny's my girlfriend Destiny's stepmom. Um, I look up to Kim in many ways. She's she's always got my back. We'll, We'll explain that in the episode. But Kim does an amazing job at just talking about her upbringing, you know, growing up in a blended family with her numerous brothers and sisters, and just really talking about what childhood was like having so many bodies under one household. And going into middle school, she talks about, you know, all her childhood years, the younger childhood years. She was the tomboy she was the one that you know all the boys they wouldn't mind playing football with her and kim was one of the boys and then once like puberty hits in middle school really trying to find her her herself in a sense of you know well I'm starting to like boys but I still like playing sports and just really kind of maneuvering through the the fun parts of puberty that a lot of us know and love I'm sure and going into high school kind of that still that's still carrying over and she's lettering in all these sports which means you know she's she's varsity killing it and at a young freshman year and entering into a relationship at that time with someone who was a senior and she was a freshman and in this relationship all four years of high school and for some time um after her senior year and talking about their relationship and how she was you know experiencing verbal abuse but she viewed it as love and I'm not going to go too far into it cuz Kim does an amazing job at sharing what that was like and how it influenced her decisions to, you know, go in a different direction with school once she graduated from high school and just how it turned out, you know, she'll, she'll break it all down. And then a, a, good chunk of this, you know, probably the last 45 minutes or so is talking about parent, parenthood and what it's like, you know, the struggles and how, you know, parenting is not an easy job and it doesn't come with a manual and no one's really ever ready to be a parent. And then in addition, we also discuss, you know, getting married and, you know, her experience not t- with not too many details about her first marriage but her second marriage which she's married to Sam Serrano which is my girlfriend Destiny's dad um and just the the emphasis on growth that she believes in and they believe in as husband and wife and how they really try their best every day to be the best parents they could be for their own blended family and what that takes and the skills and the lessons she's learned from everything and you know She's she's big on on having looking up to looking up to those couples who have had years of experience with marriage and everything like that, and talking about premarital counseling and how that was beneficial to her before she got married the second time, and what she still continues to learn and how much she's grown and um, as a person, as a wife, as a mother. Just Kim is Kim is amazing, and she drops so much, so much just golden nugget bombs all over the place in this episode. So I encourage you to listen all the way through as with every episode. Um, Again, this is mentioned at the, at the end of the episode, but happy mother's day to all the moms, single moms, stepmoms, um, foster moms, uh, mothers by adoption. And even to the, to the dads who are doing being a single father and raising, you know, young men and women to, to be the best they can be. And, you know, as best as they can as, as single dads and whoever else is just a motherly figure, a loving, you know, motherly influence, just happy mother's day to, to anyone who falls under that category. Um, it's a special episode. I love Kim. I appreciate her. She was nervous about this, but she has so much knowledge to share and I hope you enjoy. Bye guys. <laughs> cinnamon kim part two
1: wow
0: <laughs> i feel like it's like deja vu
1: yes right it's like
0: not even actually two would like the exact time it's like 24 20 hours that's crazy we started the exact same time that's funny. i feel weird asking you these questions again because i just asked you we you know with the 30 minutes that is forever gone on the internet i don't know where it's at um if you wouldn't mind as i normally do where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What was it like for Kim growing up in the big city of Anaheim? <laughs> I,
1: uh, well, I grew up in Anaheim. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Grew up in the OC. So uh, definitely not a wittier person like all the rest of yours. Everybody's witty.
0: <laughs> Thank God we got OC so,
1: um I grew up in a blended family of um, six, uh, actually seven.
0: You're not the baby, right? I'm
1: sorry, eight. She's Louise, I don't I'm know how many are in easy. my family. There are three girls, three boys, and my parents. So that's eight. Yeah. <laughs> Six and two. Um, so yeah, I my older brother is from my, my dad's first marriage. Mm-hmm. And my older sister is from my mom's first marriage. Okay. Uh, but my older brother was raised by his mom. Mm-hmm. So we just saw him here and there. Uh, my older sister was raised... I mean, I only know about her in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's never actually left with her dad. He just... It was a bad situation for her. Your brother so, you're
0: referring to, that was Dave. He's,
1: that was Dennis.
0: Oh, Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Where, where would his dad live or where would he go commute back and forth?
1: Um, he... Well, uh, his his is my uh, my dad. We both have the same dad. But his mom, uh, oh, his mom. is Santa Fe Springs. Oh, Santa Fe
0: Springs. Oh, mm-hmm. not far. No. So he'd be going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: but it wasn't on a regular basis. He didn't he didn't um, feel the need to come. His, his life was in Santa Fe Springs. So God. he didn't want to go to orange county and be with
0: my dad so primarily you and the majority of your siblings grew up in the anaheim area Correct. Mm-hmm. um i'm repeating myself by this question but it was in this little the house i know that cul-de-sac yeah. type house where we do super bowl and everything that's where the majority of your childhood was
1: i uh, actually that was my parents that was my parents house that they just recently purchased uh well i should say recently about Twenty years ago, they purchased. Okay. So growing up, we've always rented houses. That's right. Um, yeah. So uh, my, but my family has a weird relationship. We're we're really close. on my aunts, um, my mom comes from ten, mm-hmm. which is five boys and five girls on her side, and Jeez. yeah, and and um, and my grandmother, my grandfather actually passed. When my mom was young, so Mm -hmm. my grandma raised all ten herself. Wow! So they're really close. In fact, in their area, they have—I have three aunts that live all in one around one cul-de-sac. Yeah. Uh, Or actually, around one street, one one block away from each other. Mm -hmm. And my brother and his wife actually had a house there, so it was probably a good fifteen people in my family that all lived in one area. Oh my! So So all
0: you know is big family. Oh yeah. That's all. Like yeah. it's opposite to me. Like it's me, my mom and grandma and grandpa my whole life. For, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we have our family, but all you know is like numerous bodies in the household. Correct. Like it's always an army of tapias. Uh, yeah. And, like that was my first impression when I first like met you, went around your family. Like there's so many of you, you're all so loud spoken. It's just <laughs> like a bunch of Vikings. Like correct. you guys are just, just loud talkers. Yes. And,
1: and, and when you grow up in a large family, in order to get your voice heard, you got to talk over each other. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of the volume just continues to get louder as a conversation wow. gets more exciting. So
0: like no one's fighting, we're just no. talking. Like, yeah. we're, we're, and
1: we're, if you bring someone like yourself sure. who uh, you know, was raised in a smaller family uh-huh. and you put them in the mix, you're like, are all these people i'm like that's my sister that's my brother that's my sister that's my brother so i'm like barely still
0: it's been i've known you for many handful of years now and i still i think majority i'm pretty good like i know everybody hug basis name basis everything but like there's still like i swear it's a new face every time every time as a family part it's like i've never seen that yeah i swear i haven't seen it
1: and that happens i mean you know grew up in a large family um we're Mm -hmm. used to random people coming in i mean like i said we're close knit. We're probably about sixty close knit. Yeah. And, um, but because we're so close knit, we don't really have a whole lot of outside friends. Mm-hmm. And the outside friends that we do have are actually part of our family now. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of one of those that we, have uh, friends that we grew up with that we don't. They just kind of cling to our family and they're with our family for life.
0: You just consider them family. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have ex-in-laws that are still going to family because. Yeah. Once you're in the family, you're in the family. And
0: it's almost like not weird, I feel, sometimes, especially because you've known him for so long. And sure, the situation is, you know, you're not with a certain individual that connects you guys. But mm-hmm. you're still like, it's still, it's come on it's family. Yeah, you're family. K- kind of going in that direction. I like how you kind of set that up. What is it like for, who are you amongst your siblings? You know, the Tapia, all of you, you know, your role. And I think you kind of know what I mean. We kind mm-hmm. of touched on that earlier. Explain that, what it was like for you growing up and, and your siblings. Just
1: the early Uh, years. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, depending on how you look at it, I'm I'm a middle child. I'm Mm -hmm. one of the two middle children. Um, And I'm also known as the rat of the family <laughs> and, and only because I do not know how to lie to this day. I'm going to be 41 and I still can't lie. It's still very it's just, clear when you, yeah. <laughs> yes. If I, if I start to get red, I start to get sweaty and you know that I, I start fumbling because I don't know what to say. I, I'm not good at lying.
0: You won't even theater hop.
1: No, like, that, no.
0: That makes you uncomfortable. But that yes. scares the, actually, the shit out of you. They
1: tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone tried that on our first date, not to name, name Sam, but, um, <laughs> And I almost had a heart attack because I'm like, I am not about to get in trouble <laughs> for something like this because I don't get in trouble. You know, I've always been, they used to call me the goody two-shoes. Uh-huh. You know, I've always been the one that tries to stay clear of trouble.
0: Yeah.
1: Of course, when you grow up in a big family, kind of get suckered in. Sure. If you want to hang out with them, you got to do what they tell you to do mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I've had my share of trouble. Yeah. But for the most part, you
0: might have been a little bit more, growing up, you might have been a little bit more, well, I don't want to get in trouble like they did or yeah, yeah. be involved in that. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd rather I, snitch than, like, get in trouble. Correct.
1: <laughs> and, and it wasn't even so much like I went and told on them. They would line us up and say, what happened? And <laughs> instantly I would be fluorescent red, and they say, everyone can leave, but Kim needs to stay here. And they all knew what was going to happen. They are going to interrogate me. Actually, they didn't even have to do that. They just kind of looked at me, and I said. I felt like a chunk from and and, then I did this and and tell every possible thing I've done. So yeah. (laughs)
0: Just one look. Yeah. What is that? I mean, so goody too, she's kind of touching on that, like how, how you were as a child going through like the elementary junior highs, you know, who are you amongst, you know, your peers in school? Are you the athletic type are you, what kind of kid are you growing up?
1: Well in elementary, in elementary, I was definitely the tomboy. Mm. Um, I again, I'm one of two middle children. So, my the other one closest to me in age, my Irish twin, my brother, um, he is uh, he let me hang out with him as long as we played what they played. So, play street football, we played street football. If it was tackle street football, we played tackle street football. That was just the rules. And you
0: had no problem with that. I
1: had no problem with that. We we played a lot of rough games. Um, I remember we played one handball game that you. I don't know. I think of suicide. You just kind of punch them until you hit the wall And <laughs> the boys around me had no problem. punching me. Cause I had no problem punching them. There was like, <laughs> there was no, uh, sex line. Yeah. I mean, they didn't see me as a girl. You I wasn't, I was one of the boys. That's always how it was. Then in junior high, I was kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, junior high, then boys and girls start being a little more, um, Interested in each other. Hormones
0: kick in a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I still, my hormones didn't kick into high school, so sure. I was still kind of like, but, 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 but yeah. I do want a boy. I want a boy to like me. I, yes. want, a, I want a boy, you know, I'll, I'll be rough and tough, but, but cute. you should, yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you're cute, then, you know, I'll, I'll play the part and kind of that's, yeah. that's, that was kind of a defining moment for me in middle school because that's when I was like, gosh, I really want boys to like me. And I used to have my friends, my boyfriends. That would come up to me and be like, hey, meet me after school. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have such a crush on this guy. I can't wait. He's going to ask me to the dance. And then I'd get there and be like, hey, can you tell so-and-so that I want to hook up with them?" I'm like, sure, because you're my <laughs> friend and that's what friends do.
0: Like, sure, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn.
1: <laughs> exactly. You, you actually said it in,
0: in our previous failed recording. You actually said it a really great way. I loved it because, you know, you wanted to, at, at earlier younger years, you wanted to be on a boys team. Cause like, you know, he was athletic or whatever you guys would yeah. win. Now, as you were in junior high years, it's like, Oh, I want to be on his team, but also cause he's kind of cute. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So you it, definitely
1: wanted that attention. Yeah. And that's, and like I said, I mean, and that's kind of, like I said, the defining moment for me. Cause I started to change my personality a bit so that I could, so that I can get different attention. Yeah. So I can get that, that attention I was seeking, um, from, you know, from the boys. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's one of the things I tell my middle schooler right now, um, because I have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. Uh, my 13-year-old daughter is, you know, she, she doesn't have a lot of crushes, but she does have a few, you yeah. know. And I tell her, whatever, don't change who you are. Yeah. Be who you are. And I said, have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, sometimes she runs into that problem where she doesn't have – she doesn't – she changes what she likes because yeah. she wants so-and-so to like her better. Mm-hmm. But I – I've tried to tell her, like, you should like what you like. And it's hard. It's hard for girls. It's Mm -hmm. hard. I'm sure I I can't speak for boys. I don't know yet. Uh, I don't know where my son's at. But for my daughter, I know it's hard. For me, I know it was hard trying to adapt to everybody around me.
0: Yeah. And you're speaking from experience, too. Like, you know what that's like. Like, sometimes Mm -hmm. it, it is, you know, as a kid and you're hearing that, it's like, mom you have no idea what you're talking about it's like actually sweetie I do like it I know where that like little crossroads is where you want to still be athletic be you know do your thing in that but you know you have a crush like that's that's gonna keep your true identity whatever it is that you're forming into I guess correct and you know
1: you you hear it as a kid and you're like yeah my parents don't know what they're talking about because they say you know be, be who you are you know, my mom yeah. used to say, um, be who you are. If they like you, they're going to like you for who you are. And I'm like, yeah, right, because no one's talking to me, so obviously right? they don't like me.
0: Is that the same going into high school? Oh,
1: yeah. That was going into high school uh, my freshman year. I was in the same boat. Um, yeah. And that's actually the end of my – my going in my sophomore year is really when I started puberty. So that's when it really was like I felt the pressure to get a boyfriend. Mm. But at the end of my freshman year, that's when I had my uh, – had started dating. Um, I got, actually asked to prom, yeah. a prom, senior prom by, uh, one of the guys. And it wasn't even someone that I liked. It was a, f- a friend of the guy that I liked, mm-hmm. but my friend was going with that friend. So I was like, okay, well, I'll see how this guy is.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, he had issues. He sure. had, um, rage problems. Um, and because of me being who I am, I was a little more, um, self-conscious and I was a little more timid and I didn't want to, I didn't want to rock the boat per se. I didn't want to make him mad. Yeah. So I did what he asked me to do. I mm. did everything he told me to do. And and if he got mad over something, I would apologize quickly because mm. he likes me and I didn't want him not to like me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of the things you hear about uh, compromising your Sure. Obviously it's a different meaning now as an adult, but as a child, I was kind of like, compromising is doing everything for them
0: exactly because
1: that's you bend over backwards for the person that you love yeah even if someone that you really like you bend over backwards for them and if they love you they're going to do the same exactly but you have to show it to them how much you love them and then they'll open up yeah and that was kind of through high school that was my mentality Mm -hmm. and he was nothing like me uh i did a lot of uh charity work i was in you know, Honor Society. Um, I was in the Kiwanis Club.
0: And you lettered in sports I too. lettered,
1: yeah, I lettered in freshman year. Um, soft, freshman year, I lettered in track and, and four events. And I lettered in uh, soccer. And I went to all county in soccer my freshman year. Yeah. And then, you know, by the time I my senior year, I went all state, but in soccer. And I lettered in, in softball and such in sophomore year. So I did a lot of things yeah. and you know, I really liked high school. It was the other side that my family didn't know about. I didn't want them to know about because I was almost ashamed that yeah. maybe he was t- too mean. People mm. used to tell me all the time and I was like, no, because I love him and he wouldn't be mean to me.
0: You would actually you know? say that to, oh, to yeah. family members?
1: Not to family members because they or would never call me on. I Friends, friends or oh, people okay. that knew him. Yeah. They, would, they would make comments and I'd say, no, you don't know him. You know he really loves me. Yeah. He's just having a really bad day, and I mean he never actually touched me. Um, it With was hands, all verbal, yeah. or he'd throw things at me. I remember one time he had a like a large one of those really big pickle jars. Yeah, it was full of uh, silver. I don't know what was in there—dimes, uh, nickels, quarters, whatever. No pennies. And he used to always brag about that big thing. And he got mad because I was talking to a boy after school mm-hmm. that was actually on the other soccer team, yeah. on the boy soccer team. And all we were talking about, because we practiced with the boys yeah. and we were talking about one of the plays and he went ballistic and he went to his house and his mom and his sister went there and he threw the jar like right past my face. It was, I want to say about six inches from my face. Wow. And, you know, he, he played football so yeah. I, and he played baseball. So I said, well, if you really meant to do it that he would have done it. So he was just trying to scare me because he was upset and I don't blame him. I shouldn't have been talking to a boy. I should know better because instantly I have a into, It was yeah. me. Yeah. And that was that, that, that immediate protective mode of him. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm so sorry. I put you in this position. I should never have done that. You know, I, if I really cared for you, I would never put you in that position. Wow. And I would, and I, I'm, and if you know, I mean, you know me now, but <laughs> I was a strong person then. Yeah. And a lot of people respected me because I was a strong person. I didn't join cliques. I was proud of being a nerdy jock.
0: Yeah.
1: I was proud of uh, tutoring some of the jocks that I knew. I was, yeah. I was proud of tutoring people outside of school and helping out with the community. And that was, that was me. And yeah. I didn't care if I didn't have 500,000 friends. All I needed was a couple good friends, and that was it. Yeah, I was totally content with Which
0: it. Which not a lot of high schoolers think that way. Yeah. Like just it's you know I'm doing my thing, but I have a good friend. I have a few good friends. I'm good. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. it's not. Yeah, not too many are like that.
1: Yeah, and I and and a lot of people didn't know that side of me. Didn't know. Uh, I don't want to say coward, I but that uh, uh, the intimidated side of me because yeah. I was never intimidated. I was always. I was always like, you talk about my mom and I beat you up, you know, in elementary school, junior high, that's always what I was with boys. So it was, it was a, it was a unique situation in, in right after high school or right after high school, actually before college, he had, um, I was offered a chance to take a 50% sports scholarship and 50% academic scholarship to go to Claremont. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the time he was in the Marine Corps and he said, no, it's too far from Camp Pendleton, he had to drive all the way over to see me. And, you know, if I really cared about this relationship, I wouldn't put myself in that, put our relationship in that, take that toll and put yeah. ourselves in that position. He's going in the ring corps so he can better us so that yeah. when he gets out, you know, he has, he can get a job. He's get looking a house. out for us in our future. Correct. And here I am being selfish and only worrying about myself. So I said, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry for even considering it. So I went to uh, Cyprus. I went to a JC. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go Which to isn't
0: school. bad. It's not even disrespectful. No, it's to James, not a knock But at you all. did have offers for sports at Correct. a different school, and that was swayed because of what you're hearing from him. Correct. Because what you're saying is very important. Because this is still present today for guys, guys and girls, whatever you whatever you identify as. Because there is, you know, you have that attention freshman year, something that you weren't used to. Mm-hmm. It's carried on all throughout high school year. Correct. You know, getting ready to graduate and everything. The last thing you want to do is lose the, you know, the romantic little part of you that you have, because if, if that's gone and I'm just assuming, tell me if I'm wrong, if that's gone, you know, I'm back to being just, you know, sporty Kim. Like I actually like having this little girly, you know, being a girl and having a relationship Correct. and especially coming out of senior year, getting ready for all that. It's strongly swayed. It sounds yeah. like, yeah. And I mean, go for it.
1: No. And I, I just, just touched on that. It's, it's, you know, when you're in high school, you're, you have that boyfriend and no one else is hinting about anything it's just like this is my only option yeah. in life and if I I've always dreamt of having a good family and good kids and growing up in my family it wasn't um, it wasn't always the safest environment mm-hmm. uh, my parents drank a lot sure. and they'd be at uh, bars so my younger my older sister she's uh, four years older than me as about 11 she started taking care of us yeah. and so it, we were, it was just pretty much the five of us when she was 11 on raising us. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, um, I didn't want that. Yeah. So having this boyfriend in high school meant as soon as I get out of high school, I have a secure relationship. Mm-hmm. We can talk about marriage. We can talk about having kids yeah. and go on. And, and I can grow from that family I was raised in. Mm-hmm. So that was always my thing. Like mm-hmm. I can get past this because this man loves me. Yeah. And, um, if as long as I, you know, stayed the course and didn't make him mad, yeah, and and that was because of my immaturity, yeah. At least that's what he told me. Mm-hmm. So I believed it. You know, he's older than me. He he knows better.
0: He knows better. He's he's lived so many years more. On Correct.
1: This, three. <laughs> you know, three long <laughs>
0: years. He knows life way better than me. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll listen to you absolutely. Correct. But but it's I'm glad you're you're really emphasizing and it's and it's hitting on that because so often, too, sometimes too often than not, there is, and sometimes it does work out, the high school relationships, you're able to grow and, you know, get through everything, but sometimes it is like I've been with this person however so long, now we're about to be adults, shit's about to get real well, no, yeah oh, that makes sense, yeah, I don't, I don't need to go to school, I'll, I'll do this route mm-hmm. of course, you know, you're not going to look back, you know, we're, you're blessed in the situation the family that we all have, that we're in now, but Looking back, it's not so much I'm asking, do you see guilt? But what do you wish maybe that Kim would have been a little bit more aware of? Like like maybe speaking to like the girl or the the boy who's going through that similar situation right now. What's kind of something you want to highlight as like to keep in mind, you know, for those that might be in a similar situation?
1: I mean, uh, as far as relationships are concerned, um, it's not that often people, like you said, have this this uh, high school sweetheart they mm-hmm. married. I mean, granted, in my family, my younger sister and my brother that's a year older than me, mm-hmm. they are with their high school sweethearts still. Yeah. And it doesn't happen like that. Though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's a struggle. Huh. And it's okay to change your mind in life. It's okay to think that this is what you want in middle of a relationship, say, this isn't what I want. I'm not this person. I don't want to be this person. I don't want this for this. You can grow from there. Absolutely. And, and I didn't, I didn't grow from there after high school. I went into another relationship and that's, I mean, that's another story right Mm -hmm. now. But, um, but as far as school is concerned, I mean, focus, enjoy the time that you have, enjoy the people around you, enjoy your family around you Mm -hmm. because you blink and it's over. And then I'm not, I do not have any regrets. I'm proud of the scars I have. Yeah. They made me who I am today. I love that. I love that. They made me who I am. But I just, I just want to emphasize the, how important it is to know who you are and figure out who you are as a kid. Because
0: Keep when you become an adult, something. It, yeah.
1: you know, it, stuff gets real mm-hmm. and you don't have that opportunity to correct those actions at that. So, I mean, when you're a kid, middle school, high school, this is the time you get to do those, you know, uh, those uncomfortable steps. Mm. Um, like, do I, do I go play this extra sport? Do I go get this job? Do I go, this is the time you get to play those routes. Yeah. You know, this is when you have your, that security with your family and friends. Mm -hmm.
0: And I feel like a lot, a lot of times more often than not, I mean, especially college is for everyone. Sometimes people aren't thinking that, you know, the college route, the playing sports in college, anything like that. But it, it's. I think it's good to you know you're kind of empathizing with those kids getting ready to leave high school, whether relationship or not. That it is a scary time. That at least as, as the bottom of everything you're saying, we can say it's a scary, weird time. Correct. And as much as sometimes you know, I think back to like <laughs> Will Smith's like parents don't don't understand song and like all the all the stuff you hear that parents don't truly understand kids everyone's kind of been through a similar high school experience somewhat Correct. with yeah. respect to some people had the shittiest high school experience yeah. and you know, the best, but it is a scary time when you're going from childhood, just worrying about sports and classes to where, okay, once graduation happens, what the hell am I going to do? And what about this relationship I'm in or these friends that I have? And it's, it's nervous. It's, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's, it's, yeah. it's,
1: it's definitely nerve wracking. And, and, you know, another Um, word of advice is just to keep an open mind. It's totally okay as a kid, a young kid, middle school or high school or college adult. It's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. It's okay not to have the answer. It's okay to ask for help.
0: Adult shit on kids for that though. What do you mean you don't know? You're going to graduate. You better figure it out.
1: Well, and that's the thing is, is because they didn't have someone pushing them. Mm. And that's the difference between, you know, as an adult speaking as a parent now, looking back at the some of the stuff my parents told me i sure. was like what do you you don't even care about me you're at the bar as with your friends yeah. but as an adult now it's like there was no instruction book exactly. they did what they could we weren't pregnant we weren't in jail yeah. and we graduated like they did Success. what they needed that's what yeah. we did that's what they yeah. need. so looking back on on your parents i mean as a kid it's hard to be like okay my parent has been through this yeah but As an adult, you want to look back and like, I wish I would have listened to one ounce of what they're saying or held on to a little bit of it. And the parents, they don't, they still don't know, I mean... Even with the, everything out there, all this technology, we don't understand. Sure. I mean, I don't even understand what you went through in high school. We yeah. didn't have cell phones. I yeah. don't know what that is. You know, I mean, I think the first cell phone I saw, I was probably 20, <laughs> you know. So I was like, What is a cell phone? Camera. My daughter asked me the other day.
0: And Sam was what, like 35? Was yeah,
1: no, 25 year different. <laughs> uh, my daughter asked me, she's said, like, well, do you have any video or any recordings of your high of your call of uh, soccer? And I'm like, No. Oh. <laughs> Who was out there with the videotape? No we one made afford- mixtapes
0: and Snapchats and nothing like that. Yeah,
1: we <laughs> couldn't afford a VHF uh, uh, video recorder. And she's like, "What's a video recorder?" I'm like, "Forget it. This is why I don't talk about this." Stuff.
0: Conversations over. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but you know, that's the thing is is uh, there is a generational curse that we kind of um, carry with our with each other uh, with with our family, and mm-hmm. it's hard for parents to go back all the time and say. Listen, I, I've been there I and talk one-on-one because yeah. they don't want you thinking like, okay, so you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of your child saying, this is why I'm not asking you questions because you really don't know. If you're talking to me like this, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, And so it's, that's why they say, what do you mean you don't know? Yeah. Because they don't know how else to express it. Exactly. So that's the hard part.
0: I'm And I'm glad that's mentioned because that's really important because especially – You know, um, you learned, you figured it out. Obviously, you know, that's happened. You survived. You made it to this point. Thank God. What is it, you know, after high school, um, you kind of touched on it a little bit before you said amazing things right now. (laughs) The relationship didn't work out. Uh You you know, you guys didn't last long after high school. Correct. And then you enter into a marriage, your first marriage at the time. Mm -hmm. And then that goes in its direction where you have beautiful children, two beautiful children that you're talking about. And, you know, you eventually meet the person you're together, you're with now, married, that process not process that journey going into it you know the first marriage happens and then we're going into the second marriage is there a you know an awareness of okay i need to look at myself of course because we kind of mentioned this before we started recording that you know there is roles when a divorce happens for mm-hmm. example sometimes one of the spouses puts all of the blame on one person like it was all of them that's why we divorced and it, it's tricky sometimes with yeah. that but a lot of the times it's recognizing, you know, you each had a role in it. And sometimes it's not the best thing to do is make it work. Sometimes you need to get divorced. Yeah. But in your perspective, in your journey, what was that for you? Were you more aware of like, okay, I need to look at some of these things in my life or behaviors, whatever, because going into this now second marriage, I want to be a better person. And at least handle situations better, if that makes sense at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the I didn't work on myself after my first boyfriend from high school, and then I jumped into mm-hmm. another relationship. Yeah. And, um, you know, going into the relationship with – before I went into the relationship with uh, Sam, I actually – during my divorce with my ex, we went through counseling. Yeah. Um, we went through uh, marriage and family therapists trying to save the marriage yeah. first. And – when we realized it wasn't gonna work we met with her separately so we can figure out how to co-parent yeah and how to quote-unquote tolerate each other exactly and so we can co-parent uh, and so we there were I already knew I had issues I had to work on mm-hmm. and before Sam and I uh, got married we went through a 12-week marriage course
0: were you nervous about that doing that before you know you because I don't think you didn't do it before your first marriage No. I
1: so didn't. were
0: you nervous about doing that going into your second marriage or was it kind of like oh, this is good. Like I didn't do this before. Like I kind of like doing this.
1: Yeah. I wasn't nervous and I was more excited about it. Uh, Sam and I had like a lot of deep conversations before we even got engaged. Um, just because we are like, if we, if we're friends, we've known each other for years and we don't want to ruin that friendship Mm -hmm. if this isn't going to work. And, you know, Sam had went through therapy on his own too. Yeah. And, um, and so going through this marriage counseling before we got married, uh, it helped open our eyes. Yeah. Like we realized we had a lot of similarities. We noticed that we had a lot of issues that we had that we still needed to work on. Yeah. Um, and it, it just uh, made things come to light. Yeah. So it was it was a really good thing. Yeah. And I think it's really important to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially you're getting ready to literally blend both your lives, all the good things and the bad things, family members, everything like that. It's, it's, it should be taken seriously, at least in my personal opinion. And of course what I do, but you go through the, you go through that the premarital counseling and everything like that. What is it you're finding as you guys are going through your few weeks?
1: It was, it was really good. Uh, the uh, counseling helped open our eyes and um, really get us to focus on on ourselves yeah. and ourselves away from our kids, because having a blended family, you are constantly running in your head. Uh, are they like me? What if they don't like me? What about the ex? Is he bad talking to me? What about yeah. she type? And you run all these thoughts. Through your, you don't focus on each other. Yeah. And so the, the therapy, the counseling actually helped us a lot because it made us only focus on the man and the woman, relationship. Yeah. the husband and wife, the mother and father it was just the two of us involved and that was it and so it really helped us kind of um uh figure things out sure. and on on a deeper level yeah and and stuff some stuff that we thought was silly that we didn't think we'd um, care to talk about mm-hmm. um actually helped us because no, it was, was like it. this is kind of silly why are we talking about this <laughs> and then afterwards we're like Huh, this is actually, it's actually good that we're talking about this. It actually makes sense. <laughs> and I mean, so. it,
0: it's to credit to those who, you know, you get married without any premarital counseling. That's awesome. You know, if you're in a happy, healthy relationship. Cool. Two thumbs up to you. But I think in this situation, it's definitely something you benefited from because, you know, you're trying to break the bad habits, take, you know, maybe some issues that might, might linger on into now this new oncoming marriage you want to put it on the table like, all right, this is my stuff. This is your stuff. This is some stuff we might kind of butt heads on. Like, yeah. how are we going to discuss these things when it comes up? Because yeah. otherwise, if we don't and we're not prepared, it's kind of someone going into it with the game plan. It's kind of do you think that would have just started those negative cycles all over again into your second marriage to Sam?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we also found out, I mean, this this marriage and. Uh, Counseling we went through was actually given, uh, presented to us by a church. Okay, and uh, the cause right? it helped. Yeah, the cause. Shout out to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it actually helped us uh, make sure that we had God in our foundation. Yeah. That, that was our foundation of our marriage. Yeah, and some of the bad habits we have were like, well, I can do this and I can do this. And they taught us to be like, with God, we can do this. Mm-hmm. With God, we can do It was counseling. all faith-based. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of helped us change our wording on mm. things, and um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was important uh, that it was important that we discuss some of these these deeper questions uh, then, rather than just going and moving into it. And, we we're already living together. Yeah. whoops um, Enjoy but, hell. <laughs> <I> know, <okay. laughs> that that was a financial thing, and, and we could discuss that. Another we time. had so We had to move in. It was <laughs> um, but it was, uh, you know, we already kind of were dealing with the like the toller paper does not go underneath; it goes mm. over, and the cups are supposed to go down, not up, and all those silly yeah. things that are so minute and frivolous, but. Guess what? That'll annoy the heck out of you. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> That'll build
0: up. Yes, it That'll will. That'll put air quickly. in the balloon until the balloon gets a little too big and it pops a quickly.
1: Little bit. And 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 that's what that's what helps actually. Yeah. That's that's why it's so important is is how to deal with those. A lot of people can deal with big stuff. Sure. It's the little things that that, that just chip away at you.
0: Yeah. You said you said this before because the you and Sam you and Sam can handle the big things. Like when shit goes down, when there's serious family stuff, it's like, all right, let's come together. How are we going to get through it? And, but there's that side. But then there's also like little annoyances throughout the house. Like you, you recognize yeah. like those are a lot easier to get into it rather than when big stuff happens.
1: Correct. Correct. And and that, and that I think that's true in a lot of relationships, sure, not absolutely. even just marriages and yeah. relationships in general. And um, yeah, it was actually... It was, I want to say about four years ago or so, it was right before we got married. I heard Pastor Sherry mention, it's about, um, Pastor Sherry from the cause, um, (laughs) um, mentioned that you need to respond rather than react. Mm. And meaning that you don't go off your emotion at that point in time. So, you know, if a snide remark is made or maybe I'm not in the mood and something was said and it wasn't even bad. Yeah it was just bad for that moment. Mm-hmm. She just, she's always said, you know, I just say, okay. And walk away. I'm not a, okay. I usually mm-hmm. say, wow. And then I walk away yeah. so that I can figure, you know, I can regain my thoughts and then, and my composure and go back into it. Mm-hmm. Cause if I react, it can turn bad Exactly. and for nothing. Yeah. And and it can explode. Exactly.
0: And that's important too. Like, especially no matter if it's your first relationship, first marriage, second marriage, whatever the case, that that moment to stop, especially when you realize like, ooh, we might fight or we might say some things we might we might regret. Let's stop that. Let's I'm gonna go to this corner, I'm gonna do this, cool down. There's nothing wrong with cooling down. I think a lot of times like people want to there is that, oh the best way is to figure it out right there on the spot. Hell no. No. Walk away. Yeah. Or even like sometimes it's the don't go to bed angry. No, go to bed. Yeah. Go sleep and chill, and then come back because that's what the important part is coming back. Coming
1: back. I agree. And
0: and having the discussion.
1: I agree, and that was a struggle Mm -hmm. because again, we went through this counseling, and but you know, old habits die hard, and you get in that comfort zone, especially when you feel the that emotion that you felt before. Yeah and that hurt or anger that you felt before and you just kind of hold on to that turns into bitterness mm-hmm. and then you don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. and I used to just be that annoying person like hey I let you chill for three hours yeah. or I let you chill all night long you're waking up and you're talking to me about this and we've kind of you know I have to just kind of chip away at the at the wall and yeah. Sam now is able to do this yeah. I mean it, it was a it was a It was a struggle for a little bit uh, because he would be like, I'm not in the mood to talk about it. I said, well, I'm not brushing things under the rug because I've done that before. And it doesn't work. So we're not doing that in this relationship. And he's totally okay with it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, things bother us. And I will give him a kiss. I can be pissed off as heck. And I'll still give him a kiss Good (laughs) night. But in the morning, we're talking about this. I'm yeah. sorry, sweetie. This is how it works. Exactly.
0: Can't and he's totally it. okay with that now. Which is good because that's important. And that, that's not easy to do. We're no. not saying that's an easy thing at all. Not at but all. Just to recognize, even just recognize how difficult that is and like, all right, let's 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 go to bed or, you know, good night, love you. Tomorrow we'll talk about it. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit because you kind of, the, the little thing about the toilet paper, like that could be an annoying mm-hmm. thing. Our relationship kind of started off with Toilet paper oh involved because yeah. we got to talk about that. Like, because we met, <laughs> I never remember. You know, like I swear I the years. I met you
1: at um, Ashley or at Ashley's Sweet Fifteen.
0: Was that the first time? That was the first time we met. What about the time I went over though? That was,
1: that was um, that we was we invited after? you over. Yeah, we were already dating. We invited you over to you Danny and, Sam, and Gina's.
0: That, okay? So it was Danny and Gina's. Danny, Danny, your brother. Yeah. and then his his girlfriend Gina. We so I go over. I tag along with destiny and, and this Sam. has only
1: been months that we've been you've dating. only been
0: dating Sam for months yeah. you know it's so yeah I do know you already and you know just not of course how I know you now and so here's the thing like I mean fun fact I I'm a I go to I don't care where I'm at some people don't go to the bathroom when they gotta go if I gotta go I gotta go I, yeah. I, I it's just my my weirdness so I go granted haven't known you that long like you said only mentioned like one time but not even know yeah. you like that So (laughs) I go to the bathroom, of course, I do my thing. Numero dos, I look to my left. There's no toilet paper. (laughs) I hate that feeling.
1: That's such a male thing, by the way. You're supposed to look and then sit. That's how it works, but Uh go on. Yeah, you're probably
0: right. (laughs) I had to go, so I didn't even look about that. So I look and I'm like, oh my God. I think I text Destiny that there's no toilet paper. And instantly I hear everybody laughing. Everyone's laughing. I can hear you laughing and everything like that. You didn't bring me the toilet paper, did you? No, Destiny did. Destiny brought me the toilet paper. And just from that point on, like, it's just, that's been the... Was
1: it was it Destiny or did Sam bring it to you? Because Sam was oh. like, you are not bringing it oh, to her. I was right. like, she's not going to see anything exciting. I can tell you that. He's that's like, no, right. she's <laughs> not taking him to toilet paper. He was adamant about that. He's like, I can't believe I'm taking I this toilet paper. Was it a Sam or Danny? I don't I know, remember. I remember.
0: No, it was Sam because his head was turned. He just put his hand <laughs> out and everything like that. And I, I think I was really embarrassed. I was just like, of course, this would happen to me. Yeah. And so from that point on, it's like the toilet paper joke and, you know, our relationship Personally, like over the years, because so that's been, I, I've known you for how long now? It's
1: been what, seven years?
0: Seven years, because yes. I've been with Destiny. It'll be 10 years next year. Yeah, so like seven years. Seven majority years. of our relationship.
1: Yeah, seven, eight years from now.
0: Our relationship, how we are, I, I really think we're similar as far as me and you are the same. Like me and Destiny, our roles, who we are in our relationship, are similar. I think to you and Sam, like me yeah. and you, are kind of the same.
1: We're the outsiders, and then we're the nice ones. Exactly. <laughs> no, I can't say the nice ones. They're both extremely nice, yes. but they both—they love very in a weird way. They're strong. They, yeah, they are very strong personalities. Exactly, both of them, and we're more like. All right, that's fine, you win. Let's move on with this now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, no, but we, and, very adamant, yeah. very strong personalities.
0: And we are also the types, and this was my thing in the very beginning of mine and destiny's relationship, was that, you know, I, I'm not I don't even think you even said it, but I'm not gonna say it. Correct me if, if if this isn't you. You know, I was in the beginning the type like, let's figure this out. I'm scared. I don't like when we fight. Like, what's wrong? Can we talk about it? Destiny is the same exact way. Where I truly, it's what like in therapy we call pursuer withdrawer. Mm -hmm. I was the pursuer. I'm pursuing, trying to figure out what's going on. Destiny, I can't even talk right now. Destiny is withdrawing because like I'm pissed right now. Leave me alone. No, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm poking the bear. I'm poking the bear because I'm scared. It was similar yeah, like, for, for yourself. Definitely. It was bad. I mean, we were kids. I think I was more self-conscious and anxious because I didn't want her to be mad. Yeah. But, but similar, you're, you're nodding your head in agreement oh, yeah, to that. yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, that was definitely, and that's why, you know, we had so much in common in that respect is that it was, um, you knew what you had in Destiny. Yeah. And it wasn't just a pretty face. There was more to her. It was deeper than that. Yeah. And that's how it it was with Sam is like, I have someone that is so amazing. And I mean, I know some people may say like, what, you know, I don't get what you guys see in each other. We're Mm. so opposite, but we're so much alike at the Mm -hmm. same time. And um, it was really his personality, his, the love he has. As, mean as, he as, as, as mean as
0: they can be, they're infectious. Like oh <laughs> Serranos have yeah. that pull. I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: just they have this this crazy way to love you. Yeah. And it's not a physical thing. It's just the way they love is just they love so deeply mm-hmm. that it's just like I got to have more and I can't go without
0: it type thing. It's almost an addiction, you know, but we're all Googling over this
1: around
0: when they're inside the house right now. (laughs) But no, it's, 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 especially that's why I always, I think like, you know, of course I could talk to anyone on whether it's destiny's dad's side, Sam or her mom's side. Like I'm, you know, I'm cool. I'm have a good relationship with everyone, but I think similar as far as who I'm most like, if I have to put a, put a pin on that, it's always been you. And, you know, how we talk. And I feel like we talk about it, but we don't talk about it because we recognize, like, who we are in our mm-hmm. relationships. And, you know, I always appreciate I think I say this in, like, every text I send you on Mother's Day and birthdays, I'm always like, thank you for sticking up for me jokingly <laughs> the, the, as much as it's it's a good thing when serranos make make fun of you i'll just yeah, say definitely. that that's that's, that's when you know you're in <laughs> love once you're getting abused and a little bit of trauma that's the full right. that's the full love right there and kim you are always the one that's like oh i'll leave daniel alone uh, yeah. oh poor daniel
1: man when they they taste a little bit of blood they just want to <laughs> oh go after him so <laughs> it's it's definitely been a like oh poor thing leave him alone okay you said enough <laughs> he's got to
0: stop And and since then, like now, honestly, but like that's, I've told Destiny this, um, that's been one of the best things for me because as a kid, I would get butt hurt quick. I would get really insecure quick. And, you know, the last thing I want, as I started to become my own person, I'm not making this about me, we're going back to you, but which is something you kind of, I kind of modeled after you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is, you know, it's okay to still be sensitive, be that person in your relationship, but also, like, go back at them. Like, it, it, it gave me thick skin, which yeah. has helped me now to this day. I mm-hmm. look back, like, how, you know, I used to kind of be insecure when Sam would come at me or Destiny, however they joke. Yeah. as, as Even if, when it's truly genuine, it's like, no, I need to be able to know how to go back. I, I can't be just getting butt hurt low key every time i I need to i can dish it back and like we have the most fun now because we go back and forth respectfully not truly insulting each other
1: exactly and that's that's the that's the the important part right there is not to cut below the belt because it's all it's all for fun Mm -hmm. and and even my kids like they my son is a lot like me my daughter She'll she'll go for the throat. Sure. She's she's just no problem there.
0: But <laughs> savage, yeah. Even though Jay's called the savage, yeah. <laughs> Jazz is the one. Even but though she's hoochie. yeah.
1: But. <laughs> but, but Jay Jay is definitely he's he's me. He's the softy. Mm-hmm. He's the one that is the hardest on himself. Yeah. He feels like he needs to be perfect all the time, and it's like constant. Ooh. Like you don't have to be this way. You gotta let let the reins loose a little mm-hmm. on yourself. You can't hold yourself to the standard that no one else is putting you to. Yeah. You know. Um, but hey, that's, that's how I was Growing up And that's that's why I just am constantly Telling my like, dude Back off a little bit mm-hmm. You know Maybe Jasmine needed to You know You guys gotta Even out a little bit
0: <laughs> Yeah it, It's tricky Especially you know we, we've, we've talked a little bit About blended families And that's a whole other part Of you guys Becoming Getting married Is now you have Your two kids Sam has his two kids In Destiny Excuse me I'm all burping Crazy <laughs> In Destiny And Stephen And thankfully Like from my perspective all the kids get along we all get along but there is still that 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 those moments where you know we could get the kids might your kids might get more frustrated at sam or even like vice versa like whether it's sam's kids getting mad at you like just recognizing that but i think too is what you do a really good job at and sam as well um i can speak for is you try to recognize that and you try to not correct it but at least try to maybe go in a better direction yeah. when that when that happens again, like handle it in a better way if yeah. that makes sense.
1: Yeah yeah we definitely we don't try to correct it in that moment but we try to go back and talk about things sure. like uh, you know we really uh, try to have dinner as a family. You know, we have crazy lives. Maybe not right now, but yeah. we usually have crazy lives with sports and school and work and what. You have guys you. just
0: in and out of the house. You don't like see each other for minutes, and then you're out the door.
1: Yeah, correct. And then we may see each other a couple hours on the weekends, but that's about it. And um, so, but we still try to have that moment together, whether it's at church or having a family Sunday night dinner or something that we can talk about things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll bring up those things, like, "Hey, remember the other day this happened?" Like. Why? What happened there? Why why are you feeling that way? You know, you know, we love you. We know this. And the same thing I tell the kids, um, you have an open door policy. You are more than welcome to talk to me about anything. Yeah. And if you don't talk to me about it and you you, I can tell you're holding on to something, I'm going to call you out on it. And I'm going to say, what is your problem? I'm not going to do it in front of people because I'm not going to embarrass you. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like to get called out in front of people. So I'll go into their room, or I'll call them the other one into another room, or wait till someone's in the shower, and then we talk about it. Mm-hmm. We have to discuss those things. And, and
0: I like how you're even putting respect when it comes to talking to your kids. Like not like, because some parents even if they don't realize what they're doing, like you said, you don't like being called out. That's that's the important part is you know waiting for the right time and not even adding to like where it's in front of people making it worse. Now yeah, it's like definitely. great now, mom's calling me out in front of my friends that are over or in front of whoever. Yeah. That's that's important. And, and like they, can, she they
1: even get embarrassed in front of Destiny. And, yeah and you know, I mean my kids, the little ones love Destiny. Mm-hmm. I mean and I I I can see how more open Destiny is with them. Yeah. I mean she lets them hang out in her room. Yeah. And before she'd be like, you keep the kids out of my room. <laughs> you know they're touching everything. You know, but you know, I can see that in in yeah. but they still get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They still get embarrassed like I mean, Jay was afraid to go to the bathroom if Destiny's in their room. And it's like, <laughs> she's not listening in on you. And so he would wait for the other bathroom. You know, he, they still have that. They, yeah. They're not completely 100% comfortable with each other, but they they need that respect from each mm-hmm. other. And if they feel they're getting called out in front of one or the other, they get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. That's just – and that's what we try not to do. Yeah. You know, I and mean, I like
0: that you're even – what's really – whether you've noticed it or not, but obviously you have because, you know, you're – Who you are and the mother you are, this is evident. You know, this wasn't how your childhood was handled, how you know your parents they're do, of course they're doing the best that they did, what Mm -hmm. they knew. We're not saying they were bad, shitty parents, nothing like that. But now that you're a mother and you know, you don't have just two kids now, you have another two kids, four total. You're trying to instill those plant those seeds where it's like, okay, even if we butt heads or even this situation happens, we can still talk about it. Whereas when you grew up, it wasn't like that no. always. Sure, maybe somewhat of a conversation, but never the whole feelings and yeah, are you okay? Like or I'm sorry that happened or whatever the case. You're you're really trying to go in that direction as a parent. Am I correct yeah, on that?
1: Correct. You know, I, I think I touched on the first in the earlier part, um, you know, about generational curses. It's mm-hmm. like I followed in my parents' footsteps. I went through a divorce. I swore I would never do that. But mm. I didn't know how to love correctly. I didn't know what love really was because, you know, when my parents were home. It was fighting. It was, you know, my, you know, they had physical arguments. Not them, but with the kids, you know, we the first three would get beat, you know, yeah. if we stepped out of line. And they thought that was the only way of correcting us Yeah, is is, you know, the the or whatever yeah. yeah there was no
0: more corporal punishments i yeah yeah thing. there was
1: more of that you know but um you know i didn't like that feeling i didn't like that you know be, that fear yeah i mean i think you should respect and sometimes people say fear and respect coincide i don't i don't want that i don't want my kids to fear me yeah you know, maybe fearing the disappointment sure. that they may cause by me, but not fear me physically. Yes, I don't want them to flinch the minute I move qu- too quickly, like yeah. that I'm gonna swing at them. Like I don't like that, and that's how I was, mm-hmm. and 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 I didn't, I didn't really have anyone teaching me how to love on somebody. Yeah. I mean, my my sisters and the brothers we loved each other by protecting each other. Mm-hmm. That's how your but, bond was formed. Yeah, we didn't hug and kiss. We do now. Yeah. And but we never did either. We never said I love you. Mm. That's a struggle I do have. My daughter calls me on all the time on it. I don't say I love you enough, and it's like, I. That's a weird thing to say because, <laughs> I, of course, I love you. You know, yeah. but that was part of that generational curse. Yeah. We never said I love you. My family never said I love you. Yeah. Their family never said I love you. Mm-hmm. That's just how you're raised. Mm-hmm. It was a weakness almost to yeah. constantly have a need for love and attention. But it's important.
0: It is. It you is. And, and and it is still is that that discussion still happens, especially we're looking at, you know, if we're focusing on parents in their 40s now, trying to trying their best to do, get better habits and better generational, healthier habits. We'll just mm-hmm. we'll just go with that. Yeah. You know. Trying to shake the stuff you didn't like in your childhood, yeah. sometimes it just, It still can linger in as an adult, presently as a parent. Are you quick to maybe whether it's the temper that you have? Because you didn't really mention it in, in this, this recording. Yeah. Our failed recording, <laughs> you mentioned the temper a little bit. What is that like as a mom? We'll, yeah. we'll speak as a mom. When, when you recognize whether it's within your marriage, whether it's in, within your kids, what is it that you do when you feel yourself getting like, like hot, like mad, like kind of red in the face. Like I'm mm. going to slap somebody. Like yeah. in your mind, not physically, of course. <laughs> how do you handle that now? Whereas when you were younger, high school, whatever, and you got angry then, how do you handle it now? What do you, what works for you in that?
1: In this marriage, uh, you know, Sam knows me well enough that he usually stops whatever's happening before it gets that point. Yeah, But if he's not around, you um, I usually get to that where I say, it. I'm not repeating myself. Mm. And I say it calmly. Yeah. When I can feel my blood pressure going all the way up to the tip of my nose, I'm like, enough. Yeah. And I just say it calmly. I'm not screaming enough. I'm not, you know, screaming or cursing or doing anything towards my, enough. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I, and I usually walk away.
0: Mm.
1: And and that's just
0: when parenting or when like dealing with adults or that's people, dealing
1: with my kids. Dealing
0: with your yeah, kids.
1: Yeah, that's okay. that's when you know, if I mean question and question and question and question and question, and it's like enough. Yeah. If Sam's not there to cut in, then I usually just stop it with enough. Yeah. And then I'll we can bring it back up. Yeah. I mean, I'll bring it back up. Maybe sometimes uh Jasmine may say something, and by the time I get around to Jalen's from picking her up from school, by the time I get around to Jalen's school. Before we go in and talk to Jalen, then I'll bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? Let's talk at a normal voice. Let's mm-hmm. not talk like we don't know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not talk like we don't love each other. Let's talk.
0: Or let's not ignore the fact that obviously you know I snapped at you. Yeah. And like all of a sudden we're going to ignore it and not bring it up because you still want to. Yeah. As I still annoyed say- or angry as you get, you know, um, you're still going to go back to it. You're not going to ignore whatever it was the kids were on, you were bugging yeah. about.
1: And it may not have been anything bad. It may have just sure. been like, I, I, I've I had a hard day yeah. enough. But yeah, that's definitely what I do is I, I go back to her and I'll say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be like that. I didn't mean to snap, but you got to give me a sec. You yeah. can't just get in and start, you know, uh, being all over me. You mm-hmm. You have to give me a sec, say, hi, how was your day? Your day was good. Let's, let's start off a little bit and then he can tell me about everything else.
0: Is it moving as far as you, as a lot, however long you've been trying to work that within your kids, do you see it kind of getting better with that type of stuff or a little bit? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah,
1: I definitely, it was, it was, um, and I think a lot of it was because of my daughter and going through puberty. Mm -hmm. She went through it early on and it was like, she didn't know what the heck is going on. Yeah. She didn't know about emotion. She didn't know about hormones. She yeah. was just like zero to 180 it's every scary, day, yeah. zero to 180, zero I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's figure this out here, yeah. you know? And and I try to be calm and I try to be calm. And then sometimes, you know, Sammy's a man. He doesn't see, you don't see the repetitive thing that, you know, leading up to that time of the month. You don't see that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. He sees it in me. Yeah. But he has a hard time seeing it. Destiny he has a hard time seeing it. Jazz. Yeah. I know the minute they say something or uh, emotion comes across her face, that I know this. Yeah, you know, and that's sometimes I have to keep calm. Like it's okay. You don't have to get upset. She's not meaning it. Yeah. This is all emotion right now. This is all her hormones. Exactly. And she's trying to figure it out. And it was bad last year. Was bad. This year has been a lot better. She's mm-hmm. been. She can feel it. She can feel it, and that's why she's been kind of—I don't know if you noticed—but she gets on her her computer and she kind of puts her earphones on, ah. just to kind of put herself in that Zen moment, and then she comes out and texts. And, and see, she's
0: fine. how how amazing is that though? That she is being guided through that. Which I mean, again, parents parents know and they do the best that they can. But the fact that if we're talking about Jasmine and you know going through puberty and all the fun stuff that comes with it. To realize, like, you know, if listening to music helps you get into, like, a little bit more of a piece during that time mm-hmm. of the month. Do that. Like, yeah. do the things that make it look easier. And having that discussion with her, you know, guiding her, helping her along that, like, listen, like, when you're, when he comes on this time of the month, you are ah, too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to let you know lovingly yeah. and have that conversation with your daughter. You do the same to your son as well, yeah. sure. But, you know, obviously your son is, he's got his own different issues, yeah. but daughter's going through puberty And just by like instilling that, I feel like that's so important because, you know, it's not, I'm not ignoring you. I'm not disregarding what you're going through. I want, I want you to build the healthy habits now because recognize that this happens as a woman, we might be more irritable. We might be, you know, the emotions are all over the place and feeling, you know, discussing everything that comes with it. So just helping her almost like making like a mental resource of like, all right, I need my laptop and music because I'm that's just what I need right now. Mm-hmm. It helps me. Am yeah. I, am I accurate
1: with that? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And, and, you know, I didn't have that and I just wanted to make sure that she doesn't have to go with all those weird, crazy things that I couldn't figure out. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad used to, he still jokes about it. Like, yeah, I remember you would just like be screaming at somebody one minute and then you'd be crying. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with her? I was <laughs> like, you raised three daughters. How did you not know what was going on? <laughs> you know? so So, yeah you pick up on any of (laughs) it nothing
0: zero (laughs) and then it's you know i tell people whether it's doing what i do as a therapist and everything like that you know especially when when it comes to being a parent and i think you can agree with this we've 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 had this this conversation before no one is ever ready to be a parent it's a whole different ball game there's like people say no instruction manual, no anything with that so i think it's really important and you're kind of touching on that already is giving yourself that credit yeah. As a parent, because you could have had like, say the best, healthiest childhood, you know, no problems, no trauma, no nothing. Very rarely that's the case with yeah. people, but, but giving yourself the credit where say like when you lose your temper, um, you know, you, you bring back old habits or whatever you snap on the kids, whatever the yeah. case, recognizing that like, all right, I'm okay. Like, I'll be nicer to myself. Like it's as, as cheesy and kind of therapy ish as it sounds like being nice to yourself. I see the true value in like recognizing, Hey, when I snapped, I'm sorry. If you're mm-hmm. talking to your kids and stuff Correct. like that, like yeah. that's so important just by doing that now as you go through.
1: No, definitely. And I, I think it's important to, to be able to have that, that uh, relationship with your kids and and in that forgiveness to yourself mm-hmm. during those situations. That's a hard part. That's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you struggle with it in mm-hmm. life.
0: So. And, and do you think like, cause they're, it's middle school, Jason Elementary still, Correct. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you, are you already giving thoughts to just like the whole high school experience and and what to expect when that all kicks in?
1: Uh High school, I am actually scared to death. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's that unknown. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's the time in a child's life that you're like, did I teach them everything they know? Mm-hmm. Do they, are they confident in themselves? Do they um, do they know right from wrong mm-hmm. morally? Do they know like how strong a personality they have? Uh, you know, this is the time you got to like kind of let them go. Yeah, I can't be on call with their teachers nonstop. Middle school, I can still email the teachers or. Um,
0: remind
1: and everything else with the teachers you don't always have that in high school mm-hmm. so I, yeah I'm, I'm it makes me nervous it mm-hmm. makes me a little weary to think that it's not my baby yeah. it's still my baby but no, it's always like be she's not a baby yeah. you know that's that's the scary part
0: and I think honestly that's absolutely perfectly normal because that's a whole different world in itself high school you know I don't care what anybody says like it's it's high school, whether yeah. your good experience of it or your bad experience, whatever the case. But I really truly believe, especially those seeds that you're planting now, the communication part of it. Of course, you're gonna have curveballs with maybe some type of high school drama that yeah. you know you might not expect, whatever the case may be. But I personally just think you could feel some type of way, Sam or whoever else, you know. I really think you're doing a really good job at. Prepping that communication, at least part of that, we'll speak to that. the communication part of it, to so where, when the high school stuff happens, good or bad, mm-hmm. we can talk about it, because that's yeah. a that's a different ball game of four years. Yeah. And I'm not sure, you know, what the direction is for Jazz, what high school she goes to, or for Jay. Either way, though, it's got to be something. You know, it's going to be something totally different that you're. It's your first time as a parent going yeah. to.
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing is is, you know, she's my baby girl and she's going with grown men. I mean, there's gonna be eighteen year olds mm-hmm. going to school with her.
0: Adults, legal adults. Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's like, don't be looking at my baby, you know, <laughs> that's the kind of like yeah. mama bear wants to be there nonstop. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be the hardest part is that 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 release, yeah. you know, and, and to trust in in what we've taught her thus far. Yeah. Um, you know, as as a, at, at then in high school as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't know where she's going yeah. uh, because, okay. you know, dad's in uh, La mm-hmm. district and we're in La Mirada district.
0: Mm. So close by the, to each other. Yeah. Like for, well, if you don't know the areas, like La Serna and La Mirada are neighbors. Like, correct. Literally.
1: Correct. And her dad's closer, obviously, to and We're closer to La Mirada. Walking, I mean, walking distance for us, not so much for him. But yeah. um, that's that's the thing is, is like, do I want her to worry about soccer and then academically they're not always known? Yeah. I and mean, La they're not so much sports known, but academically they are, you know, yeah. what, what area is she going to go towards and then what is she going to struggle with? Is she going to struggle with not being, you know, on a number one soccer team after mm-hmm. all these years of playing and training is, mm-hmm. is she going to struggle, um, you know, going to going to that and then not caring about academics Yeah, going, you know. So, yeah, that's a lot of things. There's it's there's a lot of emotion behind high school mm-hmm. and she doesn't have anyone. Yeah. Like I went to high school and I had like four cousins and a brother. Jeez, I can't imagine. So it was like <laughs> and what do you know who I'm 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 a barn dollar. I'm a chase. I'm a tapia. What? Yeah. You know, I can name names and I got someone in every grade. So mm-hmm. you don't mess with me she's not going to have anyone and it's totally odd to me because in my big family, it's like, you always roll deep. So how my poor baby's going to be out there, my little chick, you know? So yeah, it scares me.
0: And I mean, I, I can definitely, I can attest to that. That is, you know, if I can give that somewhat perspective helpful or not, it is that really nervous, almost shit your pants finish when you walk on campus the first day of high school, and you don't know anybody. I've mentioned that a few times in past episodes. Yeah. It is really like that. Well, shit, who do I talk to? Where do I go? I can't tell you how many laps I did around the circle <laughs> Because I didn't know who to stop and talk to. Yeah. But I think really, it, it has a weird way. Like Jasmine isn't, she She is a good kid. She can talk to, you know, she can hang out with kids. Of course, we're yeah. nervous. Kids get nervous, whatever the case. But one day at a time. Yeah. I think is like the best especially going into new high school territory, like yeah. just having that communication. But yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, I'm, I'm hoping it's just going to be a, uh, it'll be slightly difficult, but I'm hoping it will be a pretty easy transition.
0: Yeah. And for the most part, I think a lot of schools, most, a lot of high schools now, they really try to put their best effort, at least from my experience and what I've heard surrounding cities, different types of cities too, um, at least try to integrate freshmen into like Meet so-and-so, they're freshmen as well, get yeah. to know them, and at least you can put somewhat names to face, so we'll see. Yeah. But I, I can see you're doing well. For you, you know, you've been married now, you and Sam, for how long, to this day? You are what? Uh, that was
1: 2017, so we three years. You're three years now? Mm-hmm.
0: What is the biggest, because, you know, of course, parenting is one, you know, you're yeah. a mom, that's a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. You're also a wife, too, yeah. as well. In in the few years now into what is of course your second marriage, what have been some of the the areas where you feel there's been the most growth in, if you can,
1: in our whatever. marriage or yeah. me personally or
0: marriage and personally, if you want to touch a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, personally, it's a it's a whole different confidence level in mm-hmm. this marriage. Um, like I said, we built it on a on a firm foundation uh, going into this marriage yeah. and. And that was the important part. Um, so it's a different total, different confidence level. I'm a different person. I've worked on so many things about myself prior to getting married the yeah. second time. And um, I am feel comfortable in my skin. Mm. Not 100%. I mean, I still yeah. I still will, you know, go into a room with Sam and kind of shy behind him. Yeah. You know, but that's just me. I mean, I'm yeah. more of an introvert. I'm not... You accept that you're you're okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. And, and Sam's okay with that. He knows, he knows he needs to like put his hand on my back and kind of push me back into the crowd, Like we're all together in a circle. Kind of like how you've been moving a little bit away from me during this.
0: (laughs) Slowly your chair is going a little bit farther down the table.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But I mean, as, as, um, as, as it's being our second marriage, um, uh, again, I, it's, we have this connection that is so profound yeah. that neither one of us had before. Mm. You know, sometimes we don't play like, oh, I was this way. Oh, I acted this way. It's just a different feeling. Yeah. It, it, we're not worried. We don't have this. And I don't know if it was because, you know, with Sam, he was young too yeah. when he first got married. Both, um,
0: both of you got married. Your first marriage, you were very young. Like,
1: Well, in- I wasn't young. You're I was 27 when I got married. 27 but that's right, that's right. I started dating him when I was 20. That's right. So that's all I knew. Yeah. So, um, I mean, other than my first relationship. Mm-hmm. So it, it we were still young mentally yeah. in a relationship. And uh, we both wanted... Uh, family mm. both wanted this great marriage because Sam didn't have that type of marriage either, you yeah. know, or uh, family life either. Yeah. So we wanted this strong thing, and it did happen. Yeah. So now that we have it, it's just this weird, easy—not everyday easy. Of
0: course, we're not <laughs> saying like you're it's everything's feeling. Pleasantville every day. No, we're no, not absolutely saying not.
1: That. And it's it's not easy. We work at it. Yeah. Um, but it's just a secureness. We are secure in each other. We're secure in ourselves individually and we're secure in each other. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because friends that we've had, some of the friends that we've had separately, that even coworkers that we've been friends with, mm-hmm. we're not friend. We're not really close to all of them, but other ones we're super close with now because yeah. they can feel that connection that we have. Mm-hmm. They can feel that camaraderie we have with our families mm-hmm. and we're all kind of uh we're all welcoming sam and i are both very welcoming yeah, um definitely. and we're we're you know you know sam well enough to know that he's not shy to tell you what he's really feeling hell no and <laughs> yeah and and i've and because of that that confidence i've gained that confidence absolutely and i it's weird how that
0: works yeah right? oh he, he's,
1: he's brought that out of me where it's like I can speak up and yeah. you can hear what I have to say because it may be relevant to your situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to be embarrassed if you say, I don't really care what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Or before I'd be like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe I open my mouth because now they don't care. Yeah. That's totally okay. But you're going to hear me. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's that, that secureness, that confidence that he's giving me, through just loving me, yeah. through this relationship, through
0: this marriage. Yeah. So, so. Gro- growth has definitely been evident as far oh, as. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, still young, young marriage. Yeah. You know, some, I forgot who I heard said, like, someone was talking, it was like a celebrity podcast, Who? someone, but they said, like, oh, how long have you been married? And this lady that was asking, you know, she'd been married for like something like 60, 65 years. She asked him this and like, oh, we've been married for 10 years. And the host was like, oh, you barely know each other you don't even know each other. Like that's young. And like the, the couple was taken aback that got asked the question, like what? Like,
1: like how dare you? That's 10 years. Yeah.
0: But like, you really think about it. Like, of course, even 60, 65, we hear that as far as marriage, that's, Oh my God. Like, what the hell did you do? Like, what is the secret? Like, I don't care. I feel like whether you're young, whether, of course you're still young, I'm not saying you're old, yeah. old, old <laughs> category Whether you're of the younger side in thirties, forties, whatever the case you hear, those, those those stories of you know yeah we've been married for 50 years 55 60 and even when people say they don't care it's really in the back of your mind you're like damn what did you do like what what is it you kind of almost want to take something from that is am, is oh, yeah. it, am i just talking no. making not making sense with that
1: no it makes it makes perfect sense and yeah. Um, and yeah you you definitely want to know the secrets of their success yeah like that's the good and the not, bad. Yeah, that's not an easy thing to come by, yeah. and you have to be willing, you know, to to listen and learn from somebody mm-hmm. else. And if if you're not open minded enough to do so, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a hard time. Yeah. you're gonna have a hard time because you can't do it on your own. Yeah, and and it's always good to get advice from other people. People have been there, mm-hmm. uh, people that have struggled like you, or people that had different experience than you mm-hmm. do. It's always good to get that and remember that and hold yeah. on to that because that could help you further down. Like, Absolutely. I remember hearing this before and I'm not going to go this route because I know what's on the other side. Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I agree 100%, you know, and uh, I mean, I'm a
0: huge fan of picking brains. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whether well, it's about, obviously. Oh, of course. Well, like, <laughs> true. <laughs> too <sure> <laughs> but like whether it's, you know, career wise, relationship wise, anything like that, if it's someone that's done something a little bit longer or even like the ones that have like failed a lot and you know like they kind of had that little underdog story of you know now they're where they are at this point and that could be marriage as well yeah you know you really want to know like not just the good things it's like man what was going through that rough experience Mm -hmm. like especially I feel like the bulk of this episode was discussing marriage and just kind of you know realizing some things from previous marriages and going to new one but really just taking in the fact of no matter whether this is our first, second, whatever marriage, we can still grow. Oh, now definitely. we're married. It doesn't mean we figured it out. It doesn't mean because we did premarital counseling. We're good. Yeah. It's like we're going to grow. We're going to learn. We're going to mess up. Yeah. And that's each and every day all throughout your marriage. Correct. Yeah.
1: Correct. Because, I mean, you know, like I mentioned before, old habits die hard. But new habits can be created. Yeah. And the the, the thing you got to look out for is, is creating this. Is not falling into bad habits exactly, and um, creating different ways to be excited and be excited about each other. It's like you know, like I said, Sam and I have known each other since what two thousand one. Yeah, and you know, we used we used to be lunch buddies. Mm -hmm. It would be myself, Randy, and Sam going Mm -hmm. having lunch together just. BSing about everybody and everything. And, and you were
0: married to re- you, yeah. your first, your yeah. first marriage. He, he was, his was first married. Marriage,
1: yeah. Randy's married. Randy's still married to Maria. We love her to death. And, you know, it's, it was just, you know, we were kind of the outsiders. We weren't like, contrary to what Sam might say, we weren't like <laughs> the cool party people <laughs> that were there at our work. So we just kind of go and just, you know, um, BS and yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And, and, but we, we talked like, oh, yeah, I did this stupid thing or I did this stupid thing. And we kind of had that like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of fit off each other.
0: Yeah.
1: But it wasn't really deep. They're yeah. married, you know. I don't have exactly. deep conversations like that. And um, But we really tried to, because we knew each other in the past, we really try to focus our relationship on us as a new couple, not so much of everything we knew about each other in the past because yeah. we're not the same people. We've grown from those people and we've um, tried tried to adapt our personalities to the situation we have now Mm -hmm. and, you know, being parents of a blended family and being in a a new relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And although we've been married and we've had bad mistakes and we can tell, we can attest to like, don't do these things. We're still new in our relationship, you know? Um, So I'm always willing to pick people's brains. Yeah. uh, uh, we have a couple friends that uh, married friends actually in our life group. A lot of them are married and they tell their life stories group is for
0: church for, just church. for those It's our know. small group, it's small group for church.
1: Correct. Yeah. And uh, it's just it, there are some single people in there, but mm-hmm. uh, they're unmarried. So they were on some unmarried people in there and they were um, there's a lot of married couples, mm-hmm. some older, some our age, um, some are just barely married. But it's good to be able to experience and talk about things yeah. and life together yeah. and be able to release some of it. Yeah. Um, some days we may be going in there a little bit tense and we come out filled yeah. and, and happy and relieved and yeah. because we are able to talk about things. And
0: even talk just even amongst other adults And whether it's, it, I'm not sure how your life group works, but sometimes I've heard of like, you know, we get together and talk about kids we talk about being parents and it's nice to just talk to other parents and be like what are you doing or even just like vent a little bit and not even be parents in that whatever hour and stuff like that because like you said you leave it feeling a little bit better maybe lighter filled like the word that you use um it's it's important to you know life's not as much as you are a mother you hold that proudly you got to make sure you're you're being nice to yourself and giving yourself the adult space, whether it's with your husband or being able to talk with other adults.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and again, it's, you have to be able to uh, be open mm-hmm. and hear about, hear people. And even if someone's giving you advice that you don't think is relevant. Exactly. That's important.
0: It. Yeah. I like Always listen to that. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it, it it's sense. important.
0: Yeah. It makes total sense. Kim, I feel like stupid for even asking you like the whole values part. Cause I feel like you've been just like shooting golden nuggets out every (laughs) sentence you say, but, you know, we're in that area where it's really, uh, what is it that you, at least maybe it's a daily basis, or you try to keep mindful of it once a week, Um, you know, some values you live by, examples that I use, or, you know, I try to make someone laugh a day, I try to, well, not hug someone a day with everything going on, Yeah. Um, or just... Keep something in mind where it's like, this, this is helpful to me that I do this, whether, and, and maybe like two or three for, as a parent, and then maybe marriage because marriage and parenting, I feel like has been really kind of equally mentioned throughout mm-hmm. this episode. So if you wouldn't mind, if you could think of like two or three for each category.
1: Marriage and parenting. I mean, I guess this. you know, I mentioned it before is being proud of your scars. I think that plays a, a big part in marriage and Mm -hmm. in parenting is understanding in scars. I mean, your war wounds stuff that you, that you've gone through that you overcame is no longer something bleeding. It's something that you've closed up in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important in in raising kids, you know, I'm not bringing the hurt or insecurities that I had growing in, uh, uh, growing up as a child Mm -hmm. into my parenting. I've, Close that up, and I'm I'm now looking at that, saying, "This is how I'm gonna, this is how I'm gonna react to these things. I'm gonna listen. Listening is huge. It's huge in everything you do, any relationship you yeah. have. You have to be able to listen to people, mm-hmm. and 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 listen with a closed mouth. Yeah, that's a that's a hard and thing truly to do.
0: listen, not listen to like have the comeback ready or have Correct. be ready to like you know be spiteful back like if marriage, even with kids too, really trying to process and really get what they're saying to you. Like I love that you like really put emphasis on that because listening is huge, Mm -hmm. but sorry for interrupting.
1: No. Yeah. Listening, listening with a closed mouth is very important. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's not, it's not thinking of something to already say and having something quick and quick wit or something sharp to come back with. Mm -hmm. It's just listening. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, People just want to vent. Yeah. P- you know, it may be your spouse wanting to vent about work. And maybe your child wanting to vent about yes. something that happened at school. Listening with the closed mouth is huge. And um, and yeah, growing, obviously, I uh, mentioned about the scars, is, is growing and
0: embracing growth. Yeah. Even whether it's Correct. your first marriage or with
1: parenting or and, your and second marriage or even your insecurities. Even your insecurities. You no, know, I mean, I'm, I'm still. You know, 41 and I'm still not a flashy person. I prefer to be in the, in the back, in the background. I'm totally cool with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing. You don't need to be ashamed of being insecure, but you don't need to hide. There's a big difference. You can be insecure. You can be shy at times, but you don't need to hide who you are. And that's a, that's a big thing. And my kids, I want to tell them that nonstop is don't hide or be ashamed if you're not 100% confident mm, I like and that. if a child another child is confident i had this with a girlfriend i you know friend i had from high school we went and had coffee uh, last year and she was like i was amazed by how confident you were in high school i was like i was the most insecure person i was amazed <laughs> by you you were so confident but that's how much we didn't know and we yeah. we that was like one of my bfs in high school and neither one of us knew the other one were super insecure about who we were So embrace your insecurity or embrace your confidence, whatever it is in you. Embrace that and don't be ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. Um, In your marriage, um, again, respond. Don't react. Um, Don't, again, I think that kind of touches on to listening. But, again, if someone says something and it hurts you at that moment, don't react to that. As hard as it is.
0: As hard as it is. Bite that tongue
1: until it bleeds. Do whatever you got to do. Take a step back. Take a step back and process it before you respond to it, before you react to it. Um, if, if you have to have something to say because you're one of those that have to have the last word, say, oh, or wow, or okay, mm-hmm. something, and then take a step back. Mm-hmm. And then, and then process and come back to that. It doesn't even need to be the same day. We talked mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, uh, it can be hours later. It can be the next morning. Uh, Whatever. You still you love that person. Yeah. You have to remember you still love that person. Just because they hurt your feelings at that point in time does not mean they're your your enemy. Yeah. You still love them. You need to slow your roll, figure that out, and come back to them. Dear God,
0: <laughs> you should host. But, uh, I'm not even working hard. <laughs> And it's so I love you. All you even blended just like everything you just said is truly applicable to parenting, to marriage, and life, all types of relationships. And that's and that's what's important too is you know, really, really highlighting the fact like, you know, yeah, you're forty one, but I'm, you're still growing. You're still understanding. You know, maybe becoming more like friends with the monsters under your beds, like the insecurities and Correct. stuff, and mm-hmm. insecurities and such like that. Um, but just giving yourself that little bit of credit, a little bit of love. One of the things, which I was really happy we're able to record and get this episode, hopefully by uh, Mother's Day is still going. But it's it's Mother's Day every day. I know that's <laughs> the cheesy line that people say. But you know, mothers and everything, um, and everything that they do, whether you're a mother, a stepmom, you know, you're you're an aunt or a grandma in that motherly role. One thing I also think is too, sometimes we don't give those mentions to the dads that play both roles, oh yeah, the definitely. dads that are, you know, they're, they're raising, whether it's sons, daughters by themselves, what is something you just kind of want to throw out that love to them a little bit of message? Cause it's, it's difficult right now, especially for parents. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we're talking mother's day, but to the people I listened to, I listed right now, and even those that maybe been trying to be moms, there's, yeah. there's so many ways to break motherhood. Yeah, What's a little bit of an encouragement, a message, whatever is just on your heart, if you wouldn't mind just sharing to, I don't know, a l- uplift or whatever the case, whatever you think of.
1: I mean, a mother being a mother doesn't need to be giving birth to someone. Yeah. It's, it's loving on someone. Absolutely. Loving on someone during the rough times mm-hmm. and the good times and loving someone uh, for who they are. Uh, there's pet moms out there. There are, oh, yeah. you right. know, there are um, godparents out there that are unable to have kids. Foster and,
0: moms, yes, foster
1: yeah. foster moms. Um, it, it's important to to acknowledge the people, even single fathers, the mm-hmm. single mothers that play both roles. Both roles. It's important to acknowledge that loving on someone is the most important thing you can Absolutely. do. And that will be the most impactful thing you can do in someone's life is truly just loving on them no matter what.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really well said. I I love that because it's parenting, even when everything's open and running is, is, is tough enough, but with everything going on, it's, it's nice to know, like acknowledge that. Yeah. This, this is an extra way. Like sometimes we're just trying to take it one day at a time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's, you know, some people think parenting is all about teaching people, and and it really, I think, as a as a parent, yeah, it's important to teach values and teach you know right from wrong, or teach them how to throw a ball or kick a ball yeah. or whatever. But that doesn't define you as as a, a mother or father figure in someone's life. Loving, I mean, I can can't say it enough enough how important it is to love somebody. Mm-hmm. It's it. I know people that have come back and said, wow, no one's ever told me that they loved me for nothing. That's just <laughs> weird. And, you know, even, even this this Mother's Day, my my mom's, you know, in Oregon, I reached out to my aunts and made sure that they knew how important and how much their sacrifices in life, not so much for me, but just living through them. You know, I had an aunt go through college as an adult. That impacted my life that yeah. that was so important. Just seeing her do that, and the same thing with people. The sacrifices, like you mentioned, foster parents like that's a huge sacrifice mm-hmm. that that you do to just love on somebody, right. to take care of someone. I mean, uh, and even people that that do um, charitable work mm-hmm. and and help out in help out like at the dream center or wherever you may be helping out on, on the streets or helping out the soup kitchens. It's so important to love on somebody mm-hmm. and show them that you love them. It, and it doesn't need to be in a parental role. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be in a motherly, fatherly, loving role.
0: Yeah. said. You were all nervous to do this, Kim. <laughs> Jeez. My Ah, you make me cry with a beautiful friggin'. I have a dream text <laughs> message, all moving me. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. to everyone listening, wherever you are, I mean, just just love to you and support, and just I hope. Well, definitely, there is stuff to take away, Kim. You did amazing at that, by the way. <laughs> but um, please, just just know we're going through it too. We we we're all battling something, and and hopefully, this was able to add a little bit, somewhat light, if you take away. Um, just so you know, if you want to reach out and, or not reach out, and see what other platforms the All Heirs Podcast is available on. It is available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course, Apple Podcasts, Kim. Did you have fun? Was it better than you expected?
1: It was easier than I expected. There you go. I
0: told you. I was
1: so nervous. I did not want to do this.
0: (laughs) We had very long, huge paragraph discussions for a little bit, not too long. Just kind of breaking it down. Like, I'm not here to surprise you. I'm not here to, so Kim, let's talk divorce. Like Get get in the nitty (laughs) details of it. It, it's not that you did an amazing job you should be very proud I'm, oh I'm thank you applaud. That. i'm sure everyone's applauding right
1: now
0: <laughs> and hopefully you'll be back uh, eventually we'll
1: see, we'll see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe we'll have a, a different type of beverage or something like that to, <laughs> to feel a little bit more comfortable but you did amazing for what it's worth i hope you had a good time yes i did and thank it was you really good. Thank, thank you guys for listening it. please comment everything i don't know i usually throw out people's social media do you no, no, You really. don't care? Okay. Yeah, we don't have I'm sorry. To. You, had the, you had the face already that was just like, no, I don't care who follows me. Like, no, just we're gonna go past that.
1: I love you guys, but no.
0: <laughs> I love you, too. You're amazing. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Had a good time, and we will be seeing you soon. Bye. So you don't know. I so you not know. I